welcome back to the podcast. My name is Anla and I'll be a host for this episode. Today we'll be talking about religion and its self-imposed consequences. Now before you call at me for not uploading for almost a month, I did try to record some episodes but I just felt like I wasn't confident enough to upload them. So here you go today, a brand new episode and hopefully I'll do well. Yeah, do you guys get me? Because, okay, sorry, I had to go away for uh, a short while, so I had to stop recording. Okay, but here's the thing about mega churches, specifically about the one that I came from, the member population was around 5,000 to 6,000 people, and that's counting people who are like studying abroad and all that, so locally and overseas. So it wouldn't hurt. For them to lose a few measly members every single year. They will just keep growing and growing and growing. Because that's what evangelism is. People from the church will reach out and bring other people. Who will see and like the vibes and all that. And uh, make the decision to stay, become a Christian and all that. So it wouldn't hurt them. And that's why I feel like um, they wouldn't care if... Uh, they kind of overstretch me or other people similarly a bit too much. So, right, there are people like me who can't take the stretch and there are people like people my age that I know and people that I used to be friends with, right? They are now... Okay, those who survived the stretch, okay... They are now part-time pastoral leaders in church. And I'm happy for them. It's not like I feel like they are bad people or anything. I'm happy for them. I'm happy that they could uh, juggle all that stuff. But um, it's different for people like me and them because... Uh, it depends on how much they have on their plates. It depends how much they're involved in school or how much time they need to spend with their family or whether um, the parents are okay with them going to church um, a lot, especially during the holidays, especially during the holidays. Like um, everyone, like a certain group of people will volunteer to um, take charge of all the activities that they they are planning to do as a youth zone during the holidays because everybody's free right why not <laughs> why not just host a couple of things for us to do and all that just to get us to like oh hey you can still have fun with us during the school holidays it's not all about like spirituality and all that stuff See, that's their tactic to draw people in. And, uh... Okay, big events like Easter and Christmas. They'll have, um... Special stuff. They'll give... Okay, they'll give, um... The new people a lot of things. Overwhelm them with gifts, happiness, um... Company and all that. And then... They get drawn in, you know. They're like, oh, my parents are okay with it. I'm okay with it. My friends are going, why not I go too? So that's how um, the member co- the member population keeps 
increasing. And one more thing about these churches, I strongly feel that they do not practice what they preach because like I said earlier on, uh, they were like shaming us or like scolding us like, or discipling us, quote unquote discipling, that's what they call. Okay, discipling, right? It's to teach someone out of love, to correct their mistakes. But honey, I don't think my leader was doing it out of love, no. You could feel that there was a certain type of biasness um, within the group as to who did um, a certain thing more than some people and they will get special treatment or they will get less harsh discipling and all that. Even though even though their work was horribly done or wasn't up to the standard, right? Uh, they would uh receive less harsh <sighs> less harsh less harsh discipling. Oh no. Is that my Discord? Yeah, that's my Discord help. Okay, never mind. Okay. So back to that. Um in the Bible <laughs> It was all about like love and forgiveness and like Jesus, he defended people who were being shamed by the religious leaders of that time. So do modern day Christians who are judging and shaming people and giving people religious trauma not realize that they are the type of self-righteous people that Jesus hated on in the Bible? Do they not realize that? And it's very common these days to um, see churches appealing to the youth because, uh, you know, <laughs> uh, my church is a youth church and all that. Appealing to the youth, um, especially because they are kind of clueless. They're not really uh, that rooted into their beliefs yet. So it is the perfect time to strike and um, get them to be Christians. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Because like, all these, even if you try to grow yourself, grow your church as like, um, with, with uh, young adults or adults, it's not going to work. Because you see these people, they are not, that the time is gone. Like, they've peaked and now they're just doing whatever uh, job that they're stable you know so and people who are schooling it's much likely that they would be rooted in the church because like their friend brought them when they were young they were f- like kind of they kind of um, stayed for a while and then boom there was no going back right Okay, anyway, these are my opinions. Please do not uh, question other people or just attack them. I don't know. Like, if they... I'm totally cool with them doing what they do. And I think it's okay. We can all... We will all live it down, you know. Like, there is... Mm, there's no purpose in trying to tell them that their beliefs are wrong because um, it's 
it, it's what they are, it's what they've been taught, and it's what they will always believe in. Uh, yeah. So, I've just, I think I've just had a bad experience, that's all, and I just wanted to come up here and share it with uh, people who might not know uh, what this kind of culture is. So, yeah. Okay, thank you for listening into this podcast and I appreciate you for listening in all the way to the end. So here's your host signing off until the next time you hear my voice. <laughs> okay, see you. Okay, I'm back and I found the post that I was looking for. So yay. And I also listened back to the clip of me talking just now and I do not know where my grammar went. So I hope you guys can bear with me because every time uh, I know that something is recording me or filming me, I just tense up and I don't talk like the way I usually talk to people that I'm comfortable with. So, and yeah, that's another reason I started this podcast for me to be more confident in myself and just learn to be more like myself uh, and not someone that I'm not in front of like uh, cameras or screens or mics so uh, okay this podcast I would say that I haven't really promoted it on uh, on like any kind of social media platform so the following is relatively small like uh on the app that I'm recording on and uploading on originally, it's called Anchor. And I've gathered a very small audience of nine people. And, okay, I know that you can find this podcast on Spotify as well. But uh, it's really Anchor where I post the original and raw clips of me talking. So, yes, uh, Anchor is basically the foundation of this episode yeah okay mm. hmm. okay okay let's just start on the main topic for now so i know these days uh mega churches are very popular and actually i am from one myself and uh I never really understood the culture of the church. Like, I was invited by uh, my my used-to-be close friend in primary school. And I just kind of stayed there for four to five years. And uh, I think it's this year that I started to drift away from the people in the church because... I felt like there was something very, very wrong with uh, the leadership there. Like, I don't know, man. But if anyone from the church is listening in, I... You... I, I think you can just click out if you want because this is my own opinion and I will stick to it and I will not let myself be like you know (laughs) like oh my god I don't know how to 
I don't know how to explain myself, but I just yeah okay. <laughs> Let me stop thinking about it. Um, I'm really nervous. I don't know why, but yeah. Okay. So I feel like, um, modern day Christians, they. Okay, modern day Christians. They think this is not a representation of everyone who is a Christian. Just a disclaimer: please do not take offense. This is my personal opinion, and I choose to stick to it. And you have your own, and I respect that. But this is from my own experience. So moving on, one day leaders, uh, church leaders, they have this culture of judging and. Shaming people, and just giving them religious trauma. Like, I cannot tell you how many times I have broken down, or freaked out, or. I just kept overthinking. I constantly overthought <laughs> my decisions whenever it came to things like church or things related to church, or like generally the stuff that I help out with, um. At the church, so. Uh. I remember, my leader. I remember very clearly, uh, the way, she corrected everyone's uh so-called like mistakes, and they call it discipleship, in Christianity, terms, <laughs> and uh, I just. Okay, now that I've kind of drifted away, um, uh, I'm not under their influence anymore. I I can tell you that most, I was really genuinely affected by some of their actions in this past year, or last year. But last year I wasn't really, uh, that close to them because I had exams and all that. So, that was the valid reason to stay away from them. But now, that uh. I have spent almost every week with them. Uh, in the first part of this year, first half of this year, I can tell you that um, they. Okay, so once you stay for a little longer in the church or whatever, you will begin to notice that there are a lot going on behind the scenes, where people. Who are stepping into the church for the first time are not aware about, are not aware of. Because uh, they glorify, they glorify it so much, like the services, uh, the location, they make it very very appealing to the people who step in there for the first time, and yeah, those people enjoy the company. Of uh, the people in the church so much, it makes them want to stay, and honestly, when I first stepped in to the church, I just felt good vibes from them, and uh, nothing else. So I was like, hey, maybe this was a place that I can stay and be sheltered from, or like go to them for help. Um, for support, like emotional support, I was like, "Hey, maybe I can really 
forge some strong bonds here and uh, I continued thinking that way until maybe around May of this year. So basically I was doing a lot more to help around the church and all that and uh, so I designed I designed virtual backgrounds and oh yeah I'm part of the social media team so I have to uh, design stuff, design posts, come up with captions and it took away a lot of my creative juices quote-unquote juices <laughs> so I you know I love writing I love reading I love writing uh, I write poems and I feel like they sort of took it took that joy that I got out of writing uh, away from me because you know they they know that I love writing and then they're like oh since it's your hobby it's your passion why not you use your skills and you use uh, your hobby or like something that you like uh, for us to help the church then I was like I was down I was down I was like oh yeah sure why not so I began to help them write captions messages to send out to the group uh, so that everyone was aware of everything all the calls happening that week right so um, I had I had to think a lot I had to come up with um, different ways to phrase it every single time simply because I didn't want it to be repetitive and um it took a lot of brain power <laughs> to cater to their needs. So basically, um, there will never be a time where my first draft will be accepted by them. They will always have a lot of comments and room for improvement. And I agree because there's a first time for everything. You have to try, you have to make mistakes to get better at what you're doing. But the thing is, I've never received any kind of special training to do what I do for them. So I was confused as to where the standards should be because it made they made it seem like oh I was this professional who needed to do all this by this uh, certain deadline. And I never questioned it. I just went on and did that for a good two months and it was really tiring and stressing me out um to the point where i was replying their messages in school and during breaks when i was obviously supposed to like um rest and uh, just like you know talk to my friends and all that but i couldn't do that because i was so pressured into replying them all the time i was like why are they stretching me out so much why are they it was almost as if they were making use of me and every time because uh, I was fairly new and I didn't really know anything about their culture and all that uh, the culture like leadership culture or whatever all that and I just felt very very scared that one day they were going to like scold me 
<laughs> like in front of the group or something like that and I just didn't know what to do so I talked to this friend of mine uh, and she was like oh no the things that they're making you do it's not very reasonable for someone who is still in school and has schoolwork to juggle as well as um, family and all that so um, they shouldn't be taking up so much of your time maybe it is tolerable it is okay for them to take up some of your time during the week during the weekends when you go to service and all that but they should not be taking over your life and uh, you should not prioritize uh, them over the things that you have to do and okay here's the thing okay whenever they okay because they've expected me to always do it along with a few other people and every time um, I'm a little bit late uh, into sending them a message because of um, stuff like I don't know third language they would be like Oh, why haven't you sent in this thing yet? Are you busy? Why are you busy? What is the cause of your business? They, and okay, there was one time in I think around May, May again, yeah. Uh, I I told my leader that oh I was tired, and she asked me why tired? Why are you tired? What made? What did you do that made you so tired? And I was taken aback, because why couldn't I be tired? I am a human being. I have a right to be tired. Everyone, there's a limit to how much I can do and the amount of energy that I have. And I began to realize that there was something very wrong with the leadership and um, the way they manage things in the church. So I began to observe that there was a certain cycle. Someone would get tired. Someone would get um, too tight to the point where they would uh, cut us out from their lives and then it was just um, a person in the CG who stopped coming for services and all that slowly and nobody dared to question because we all thought that it was wrong it was wrong to question and I don't know man so those people, I think they never came back and they've worked up so much courage over time to stop because it was so hard to stop because every week there were people texting you or oh, when are you going to get this done? Are you going to get this done soon? Uh, you should send this in by what time? You should... Like, I was scared to open the messaging app that they use which is obviously telegram and it still haunts me to this day because obviously i'm still in a group chat they're still hoping that i will go back but i'm still deciding for it myself you know because i know that there is a reason that i loved going to that place so much uh there was a reason why i committed to going there every single weekend when i had the chance and uh giving them my time there was a reason behind it there was a genuine feeling for those people and the place. So obviously, if you stay in a place for 45 years, you will have some kind of attachment that you that will take time to get rid of. 
but honestly it's dying out really fast now because I haven't been going in a while and honestly it felt good to get that toxicity out of my life like obviously they still check in on check in and they say oh uh, when are you coming back and uh, I used to be so scared of not replying but why am I scared of replying when they are my they are around my age some of them are just like one to two years older than me and I'm like why am I fearing them when obviously they like they are supposed to be my friends you know they could be my friends I don't know